0: Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You know how it goes. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast, potentially the only one in the entire world. Obviously not true. Now, I've already made one faux pas on this week's episode and that is I put some washing on. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to pick up or not, but hopefully you can't hear my uh, my washing machine in the background. If you can, that's all it is. I'll do my best in post-production to get rid of it. I am a fool. I can't pause. Uh, I can't pause my um my washing machine it's like dark souls can't pause dark souls they both suck anyway it is friday therefore it's the q a portion of the podcast if you'd ever like to ask a question you just head over to facebook you search for simon millers pro wrestling podcast you join the group and every now and then a thread will go up and you can add your question and i will get to as many as i can as always i want to thank everyone for their support um hopefully we're we'll gonna Spotify soon. I nagged them on Twitter yesterday and they got back to me, which was good, and pretended like I'd never submitted it. I've submitted it over and over again and they've never accepted. So hopefully we'll be on Spotify soon. Um but obviously I'm on Twitter at Simon316, YouTube channel, please subscribe, youtube.com for the middle of the report rules, uh patreon.com forward slash the, so I can't talk. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 is what makes all of this possible. So if you've got a dollar to spare and you think oh, I'm gonna throw dollar Simon's way That makes my life a little bit easier and I appreciate it. No end. I'll also, for the few people that have been asking about it, obviously I have entered the world of professional wrestling now. I am a professional wrestler. Um, If you'd like to see me, I will be in Newcastle on uh, the 17th of June for Defiant Wrestling. I also will be in Manchester when they do Stacked in September, uh, not September, that's in uh, August, right? August 26th, I believe. And I will be, I can't talk about that one, actually. I keep that one silent. I'll also have a couple of shows in London and further down south soon. I will announce them as soon as I know I can announce them. So if you would like to come, I'll be one of there. And also on that note, I'm getting some merchandise made. I won't tell you what it is now. I'll keep it under wraps. I'm only doing a small run to begin with because I don't know if there's a demand for it. It is based on the on my wrestling persona, for lack of a better term, to give you a hint of what it is. And if it does do well, I've come up with a load of designs and I'm going to start selling them, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't know if anybody really wants it, but I thought it was worth a shot given... Well, you know, things seem to be ticking along all right, so I thought, well, let's pull the trigger and, and see what happens. But enough of that, I think that's it. Right. Make sure you do check out the episode that we did on... You did on what on, on Wednesday, uh, where we just talked about pretty much... WWE having a, a slightly, what's the word I'm looking for? A slightly down week, i would call it. I think mostly because they just needed to get to next week when they pull the trigger on all the money and the bank stuff. But it was fine. It was okay. Uh, we talked about all the CM Punk stuff. So we've done that. I can't remember if he won when we did that podcast. My brain is a blur, but he did win. It still sucks as him and Colt Cabana still have to pay... Uh, The money for all their... Isn't that crazy? If somebody sues you and you win, you don't get... You can try and get the money you spent on lawyers back, but that's a whole other process. The law system is crazy, but that's neither here nor there. Otherwise, I know the NXT download tournament is going on right now. I saw the Flash Morgan Webster had won a match. I haven't seen anything since then because I've been doing other things. You know, trying to make money so I don't die. And I don't believe, and we've got Dominion tomorrow as well. And we are going to be discussing, we have a special uh, podcast next week. We're going to record it on Tuesday for Dominion. So I will give you all my thoughts about that. And also, as, as usual, if you want to get all my thoughts on all of wrestling, uh, you've got here, and you can go to What Culture Wrestling as well, which is a YouTube channel. Let's answer the question. Lee Ty is my man who uh, sent me some very nice words about my second match the other day. And I appreciate that, Lee. I appreciate you taking the time. It meant a lot. What's your favorite Raw Rumble of all time? Well, it's probably, I know it's a standard cliched answer, but it probably is the 92 one when Ric Flair wins. Especially these days, just because it's got that retro feel to it nowadays, and it reminds me of my childhood. Plus, it's a really good Raw Rumble, and the whole, you know, Mr... Um, sorry, Bobby Heenan on commentary, with, you know, just shouting from the rooftops that he wants Ric Flair to win. is just great. The whole thing works so well. So I think probably that one. Uh, and also, I mean, we haven't... I do like a lot of the Attitude Era Rumbles with Steve Austin winning, but again, that ties into where I was uh, in my life at the time. And I know we have had some other good Rumbles since. Like, was it 2007 when Shawn Michaels did the whole "I need to fight the Undertaker" and then he got knocked out and he just, you know, made the elimination process feel far more emotional than ever had done. That was good. But I don't know. I, I always enjoy the Royal Rumble, even the bad ones. But I'm really they don't stand out as me as much to as yeah, much as when I was a kid. And the 1992 one is I just loved it. The whole thing with Flair coming in at three and going through to the end and. It was the best. I don't think I'll ever be top, just because that's what nostalgia does. It's like one of my favorite video game is Ocarina of Time. There's probably better video games, but I was 14 years old, and it just it blew my brain. Uh, Callum Bartle, how would you split up the New Day if you had to? Because I would have Big E and Money in the Bank, and then have both Kofi and Woods turn heel and be like the the Heiners. I don't know what the Heiners they were when they turned. What's the Heiners? I don't know what that is. But I, I've always said this: I wouldn't break up the New Day. I would keep them together, but break them up from a. Uh, wrestling standpoint, so yeah, I would have new day. De- uh, De- I would have Biggie going after the world title, or, or in a singles feud, and I and you know we still need tag teams in that SmackDown division. So I would have Woods and and Kofi do that. But I think there's real potential there to have this as a team that's always together. They just happen to go off and do their own thing. I do think we got to that point as well. I do enjoy what they're doing, but it, it's never going to feel as 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 big as it once did, just because it's always the way. Everything's got a shelf life. So I would absolutely do that. I would go in the opposite direction and. Have them together, but allow them to, to split off from one another. I think that would be fun, and I hope that they do it. Hopefully, that's what this Money in the Bank thing was all about. We'll find out next Tuesday which member of the New Day is going in. So, yeah, I hope they do that. Francis Reyes, what is your favorite Money in the Bank cash-in? And Cameron Johnson always also asks that. Um, I don't... I mean, the first one was good with Edge and the Elimination Chamber, right? Just because it was so unexpected, and no one actually realized you could do that. Let me look it up. I I mean I need to see a list. Money in the banks. I think Punks maybe one or Daniel Bryan's. Daniel Bryans was up there. Let's click on videos and I'll get a list. Uh no, I won't. I just get top ten lists because this is the internet that we live in. I like Daniel Bryan's. I like CM Punks. I like Dolph Ziggler's. I think everybody likes that one. The first one was good because it was Edge. Yeah, these are all just these are all just lists. I did like Jack Swaggers, just because A, I never thought he was gonna win the title, even though I wanted wanted him to. And then um, the fact that he won it as well. I'm not saying it was a good title run, but it just surprised me. Um, And Francis, you also asked, do you think with Bobby Lashley back in WWE we could see Jack Swagger? (laughs) I I didn't even see that. I don't think so. I know he's doing his MMA stuff for Bellator. I don't think he's doing much on the independence. I mean, maybe one day, but I don't see it. I I don't see it anytime soon. And Cameron Johnson also asked, what's your favorite match stipulation? Well, the Royal Rumble, if that counts. Outside of that, when Hell in a Cell is done right, I think Hell in a Cell is brilliant. And I like a good ladder match too. That kind of ties into Money in the Bank. Andrew Pollett, what's your favourite wrestling book autobiography? Daniel Bryan's is very good because he's honest. Same with William Regal's; he doesn't hold back. Um, away from that, the I can't remember the name. I mean, the Death of WCW by Brian Alvarez is brilliant. Brian Alvarez in general is, I think he's awesome. I think I don't know. I just I, what he does and the day-to-day hustle. I think that I think uh, Wrestling Observer as a whole, but I, I really like Brian Alvarez. I think he's great. What is the book with Vince McMahon dressed up as a doll on the cover? Let me see if I can find that. That's the best wrestling book I've ever read because it just goes into so much detail. WWE book, Vince McMahon. It looks like a puppet, right? I mean, what a thing to type into Google. Imagine this works. Imagine this works. It didn't work. (laughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I've got a cough. There you go. Sex, Lies, and Headlocks. It did work. So Sex, Lies, and Headlocks, I think, is the best... um, Yeah, it, it, it is the best... I'm saying this out loud I think so and that and the the death of WCW just because of the you know amount of detail that it goes into and the amount I've learned from it all biographies I actually do enjoy the shit ones that WWE puts out because they're so easy to read like Brock's is easy to read Austin's The Rocks Edges they're all just I don't know how true they all are Ric Flair's but they are easy to read I think Bret Hart has to go in there not for the easy to read category as one of the great ones because he goes again so much detail more so than uh, you'd ever imagine so yeah there's a handful Josh Gell, how long do you think it is until Triple H takes over from Vince, and do you think the main roster product will improve? Well, without wanting to be morbid, I think Vince McMahon is going to have to die or get some kind of serious illness before he backs away. He's, what, 72, something like that? So 10 years, probably. I wouldn't hold your breath, is, is what I'm saying. I mean, you never know with life, but yeah. And I don't know with Triple H. I think he's very smart. I think he gets it. But, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with this. Uh, as much as some people do but triple h is as behind roman reigns as vince mcmahon is so it's not like all of a sudden a lot's going to change but hopefully it will be different i think it you know i think we'd benefit from having a a fresh pair of eyes or or a fresh brain behind it just because really the setup of raw and smackdown has been the same since the attitude era i mean little things have changed but you know something like in the attitude era things felt like they changed we need that again and have on someone new at the helm will help that but yeah, I'd say a decade if I had to guess, if not more. Alex White, how long do you see Velveteen Dream staying in NXT? I would like to see him win both singles titles, at least being before getting called up. I agree with you. I think there's no rush. He's young. He's what, like 20, 22 or something like that? We don't have to bring him up. He can do stuff in NXT. It's not like there's much crossover between the audience, so you're not going to run him down in NXT. I'd keep him there for a few more years. I don't think there's any rush. And also, that, that gimmick will have a shelf life too. So the longer you can keep it away from the main roster, the longer that gimmick can go. So yeah, I take my time. Nick Palmer. Since Undertaker has had two half-decent matches when compared to the few before, do you see more Mania matches for him and against who? Well, I like the John Cena thing. I know I'm I'm not in the majority there. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it really paced WrestleMania, which was a five-hour-plus show. I don't necessarily need to see The Undertaker anymore. I feel like that's run its course to a certain extent. But yes, I can probably see him doing a couple more many matches against who? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. Who's interesting? I guess you could do one against Kane, but I feel like I've seen that enough. Um, who's an up-and-comer that, you know, could fill that void? Maybe a... Pfft. We've done Bray Wyatt. So we wouldn't need to go back to that. I mean, if they could somehow build Luke Harper as a singles and do Luke Harper versus the Undertaker... I just think, ever since the whole Brock Lesnar thing and the Roman Reigns thing, we don't need to see Undertaker at Mania anymore. One more match, do something big, and then you can... And then you can retire. Probably Kane, I guess, if you're going to do that. But even then, I don't I don't need to see it. Jim Kalker. If Shawn Michaels is to return for one more match, which is the rumor this week, who would you like to see him face and what other legends would you like to return for one more match? Well, if it's a dream scenario, Brett Hartstone called Steve Austin. But I think they're both too injured and smart to ever come back. As for Shawn Michaels, like we were saying the other day, I just don't think he needs to come back. There's nothing I need to see from Shawn Michaels at this stage. He achieved everything that he wanted. He was amazing. He was great. I mean... I think if you're going to do it, like he says, we should just have some fun and and we shouldn't take it too seriously. So I would, yeah, Triple H, DX thing, you know, something like that that's just a barrel of laughs, doesn't really mean anything, isn't going to take anything away from what Shawn Michaels' legacy is and we can all enjoy it because we get to see Shawn Michaels, you know, back in the WWE ring. If, you know, if there's a chance of him fighting someone like AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura, great. But again, I don't think he'd be able to give the level of performance he wanted to, and therefore it may not necessarily work out how do we how do we want it. But in a dream world, yeah, AJ Styles, Nakamura, Rusev, Kevin Owens, all those guys against Shawn Michaels would be great, and I'm sure they'd like that as well. It's like wrestling with a childhood hero. Charlie Crowley, are you all in? I have some news on all in soon. Not the news, you, not that news. I'm not performing at all in, but I have some news. I'll talk about it in a month or so. Thomas Sutton, any chance we could get some wrestling merch from you? There you go, Thomas. I didn't even know you were going to ask this question. Yes, it sh- if you're coming to the show on June 17th, it should be ready then. I'm not going to sell out. Of course I'm not. That would be insane. But if I did, then you wouldn't hear about it, but I won't. I'll have some left over, and then I've got a store ready to go, and I'll let you know all the information um, then. So keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316. Uh, Pierre, my man, with Smackdown going to Fox and, promoting, and being promoted on reputable sports, do you think the product will need to adapt to its surroundings, or do you think the same old antics will still fly? The former... I don't know this, I don't know what WWE's feelings is, but from my own personal vantage point, yes, I think Smackdown going to Fox and, you know, knowing that football, baseball, whatever else they have, I think they have basketball too, is going to be promoted. You certainly don't want to be tuning in and seeing, because the whole point is, they're going to go to Fox and get new viewers, that's what they want, right? So you don't want to tune in and get This Is Your Life segments or what else sucks? Uh... Oh, like Sami Zayn and I know it's not SmackDown, but Sami Zayn and and Bobby Lashley on on Raw. You don't want stuff like that. You've got to have really good material that's going to want people to stay. And you could argue they should be doing it now, but you could also say they've you know kind of got a bit comfortable with. I think is true. And I think Fox is just too important for the next five years and going forward, and the risk of being cancelled that they can't risk it. So yes, I think they actually will have to muck around. I think we'll still get some of the old nonsense because it's WWE and we always get that. But overall, I think SmackDown will be a far better written and a far better structured show. And I think that will make it a lot more interesting. I think they need three and a half million viewers or at least three from the small amount of research that I've done. If you're American, you can tell me that's nonsense. It's fine. But that's what it seems to me. And that's a big jump. I think we're down to 2.3 this week or something like that, 2.4. So we'll see. Ollie Smith. Al no Al no. Al Snow has said that we as smart fans think everybody knows what we know about wrestling, but Mr. and Mrs. Walmart buy tickets to shows based on whoever is on the poster, and therefore the best pro wrestler is the one who draws the most money, not the one who has the best match. What's your take? Well, I'm never gonna say anything about Al Snow, because he was obviously my trainer, and not only that, he has been well, just lovely to me, if I'm honest, since day one. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am without him, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, he will no matter where my wrestling journey goes, I will always say thank you to Al Snow. He got me over such a hurdle and he was just so good and kind to me. um in terms of that, I think he's correct in from the context that he's looking at it. if we're talking about Mr. and Mrs. Walmart and and wrestling is all about drawing, money, and and you know, being a drawer and selling tickets. So that would be they would be the best pro wrestler if you look at it from a business point of view. Because whoever sells the most merch, the most tickets and makes the most money is the best pro wrestler because, again, they're making the most cash. But there is another way to look at it, depending on your context, which is who has the best match in the ring. But again, that's going to differ wildly from person to person. Whereas you can't argue in the late 80s, Hulk Hogan was, in, in the context we're talking about, the best pro wrestler because he sold the most. So it's an interesting question. I like the way he talks about it. I would implore anyone to go watch any Al Snow interview. Don't have to agree with what he says. But I think you'll see he's very smart and very intelligent about, about it all. Just a good guy all around. Ashley Robinson Voss. Your thoughts on Johnny Sate being named GM of the UK? I think he's awesome. That's, it, well, as soon I saw it, I thought, how exciting. How brilliant. I love it. Um, I think hopefully they'll push this hard. I think that'll be good for everybody. Ollie Smith. Do you think smart fans are ruining wrestling for kids? We all got hooked on wrestling in our youth, and it's something that has stuck with us, or we left and returned to as we got older, as the older fans at risk of putting it off your are the older fans at risk of putting off younger fans by our constant whining and bitching and thinking we know better just because we've smartened up to some extent? Well, to a certain degree, but I don't think kids are necessarily exposed to that. I mean, they are if they're going on stuff like Squared Circle. But again, I think you have to offset that with the amazingness that the internet is. They may not even be interesting if it wasn't for the internet. And, you know, thanks to social media, we now get to see all these products from all over the world. So if the, the payoff or the compromise of that is you get sort of arsy fans ruining it. I don't think it's a problem because I think the arsiness, kids can stay away from that. I know some kids that watch wrestling, my mate's kids watch wrestling and they don't know about any of that. They just like Roman Reigns because he does a Superman punch and he does a spear and it looks good. That's it. They don't know about all the all the nonsense that goes around it. I do, I do think, you know, for example, the WrestleMania 34 main event, no, some people there that night didn't give it a chance. That to me does ruin wrestling and I imagine if you're a kid in the crowd, then yeah, you may just want to enjoy it. Um, But... I just think the business model is different nowadays. It's not even about demographics. I know you've got a bit there, Ollie, about demographics and stuff. But it's not even about that because they've got so much money now, they can do nothing. They could put on the same show for five years and they're getting $2 billion regardless, which is going to break all company records. It's not a good long term strategy. You know, the fans should always come first. They did a video on What Culture about that, which you should go watch. Um, that was my Simon Says video. Not a lot of people watched that. Everyone go watch my Simon Says video on What Culture. I didn't do as well as I'd hoped. I was sad. Um, but I think it's just a different business. Things evolve, things change. Maybe we were, you know, maybe it was better for us when we were kids. But, you know, social media and the internet and smart fans talking about it, it still opened the doors in other respects as well. Nevin A. Marion, if you had to pick one artist to write your theme song, who would it be? Metallica. Easy. Never happened, but yeah. Yeah. Sachin Christian I asked this question before but I haven't heard it answered if you have I'm sorry don't you worry about it my man is this over a saturation of the main roster doing more harm than good the US champion can't find a spot on Smackdown for two weeks and it took weeks before people noticed AOP had been missing Um, I just think storylines aren't being thought out as well as they could be and there's a lot of faff and fluff sometimes on the shows whereas really we need to think about that more so I don't think you can ever have too many good wrestlers. That's a wonderful problem to have. It's like a football player, you know, football team having too many good players. And it's it's the way they're managed. And in this sense, yeah, it's the way they're booked and the stories they get. So no, but it, they do need to do better with what they have. Question two, why? Slap's head, like it. Can NXT, which only has a one hour tape show a week and to a lesser extent 205 live, build better characters and storylines? Hang on, i'm getting confused so can nxt and five live build better characters and storylines uh blah, blah blah so basically yeah can the shorter show do better than again it all depends on what the story is like <clears throat> if i do a one-hour podcast and i'm talking about everything to do with i don't know cm punk and the way he left the wwe and it's really let's say it's really boring it's really boring and you were 20 minutes in i'm not saying anything and it's dull or you go and listen to something like The Laps Fan, which sometimes does eight hours of podcasting, but they go into the nitty-gritty. You know, it, it's, all, it, it's all about captivating your interest, and you can do that in five minutes, and you can do that in five hours. It all depends on the approach. So yeah, it can do. NXT and 205 Live could certainly do better than Raw and SmackDown, that do have five hours a week plus pay-per-views, but it all depends on the stories. It all depends on the stories. I think if Raw had gone to three hours during the Attitude Era, I know we look back now and it's different, but again, at the time, people loved it the ratings still would have been fine, as they were on Nitro, and they went to three hours. So, it really does come down to creativity. If something's creative and interesting, you're going to watch, even though three hours is, is way too long. Christopher Brown, should the dual brand pay-per-views be used to tell cross-brand stro- stories? It's a sentence. That way, you can have a few killer promos, but wouldn't end up having the match too many times. The match would always feel big, and you could phase out the Universal Championship and have the WWE Championship float between brands. Well, I completely agree with that last bit. I totally, totally don't like the idea of of having two world championships. Mostly because every now and then I do sort of somehow manage to get people into wrestling, and usually their first question is why is there two world champions? That doesn't make any sense, and they're hundred percent correct. So, yeah, that's I I would have one world champion just because it makes more sense if you're trying to make this thing believability. As for cross brand stories, I can't, I can't say that cross brand stories. What? Oh, I'm going nuts. Maybe I'm about to have an aneurysm. Is that offensive? Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, we can do that, but again, it's all about moderation. You don't want to do it all the time, because people will get used to it, but then it is a great way to get, you know, make people buy in. So yes, they should do that, and they should also do really good stories and killer promos on the same brand. They don't do that sometimes either. Ben Ward, my man, at WrestleMania 35, it's Simon Miller versus which three wrestlers from history in their prime in a fatal four-way, and which stipulation would you choose? Well i guess i'd want to fight my you know so it'd be triple h bret hart and steve austin because they're the three wrestlers that had a big impact on me when i was a kid for reasons we've gone in before i mean a fatal four-way i don't necessarily think you need another stipulation uh I'd, I'd like a singles match but if we had to i guess some kind of elimination a oh, fatal four-way is not elimination um i don't know i i i I no, i keep it singles i think i keep it singles and just you know try and try and make it work that way but yeah i'd want to wrestle the heroes from my childhood and it would be those three. I mean, obviously Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man before that. But in my really sort of formulative years, when I was going through a lot of nonsense in school, yeah, definitely, definitely those three. David Ayres, how much do you dislike Drake? Well, legitimately, I don't like him at all. Um, people seem to think we had a Twitter beef the other day and people now think it's all jokes and stuff. But all I say is this. <clears throat> how do I phrase this? I don't want to. I don't want to give, you know, I don't want to cross the line, but all I say is I was meant to be hit in the back with a chair that's all I say that's all I say I'll leave it there but no I don't I don't like him and um it's a shame given that you know this is only I'm only two matches in and certain things were agreed upon but whatever whatever it's all good I get look I get uh, a week Sunday right a week Sunday that's all I say week Sunday Navid Ali after continually failing with Roman Reigns Do you think WWE will ever consider someone else to take his place, like Rollins, Ambrose, or maybe Kenny Omega? No. (laughs) I mean, if someone else new comes along and they like him, yes, but Rollins has his place, Ambrose has his place, and if Kenny Omega came in, I just can't see it. I can't see him ever being used in the way that we'd want to see him used, much like, I'm not saying they're on the same level, um, but much like uh, you know, Bobby Lashley didn't get used in the way we we thought he would be, nor did, what do you call it? Uh, Kurt Angle, why can't I remember his name, his name just vanished from me, nor could Kurt Angle, you know, it's just, uh, these people lost their quote-unquote specialness, you know, relatively quickly, and a large reason for that is the way that WWE booked them, and I don't think they do anything different from Kenny Omega, doesn't mean a new guy can't come up though, you know, a new guy could absolutely, absolutely come back at some point. Uh, you know, so, you know, not come back, sorry, I was distracted by someone at my door who was looking through like a weirdo and it turned out to be the postman. Uh, and <laughs> if a new guy comes along and catches Vince McMahon's attention, then, yeah, you know, that's, it could all change. It could all change tomorrow. That's the, both the beauty and the and the detriment of WWE. Sorry about that. Someone was just looking through my door. and I was like, are you coming in? So they walked off. Garth Jackson, say you were signed to WWE and given total freedom over your booking. Who would you love to run a program with and how would you play out? Well, put me against Roman Reigns and put me over. Instantly, all the fans love me. <laughs> so I do that. It, right now, I think that would be the best thing ever. And people would be like, great. This guy, <laughs> this guy just came in and smashed Roman Reigns. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely what I would do. Then I make myself champion and I'd win the Royal Rumble and I'd put myself in a Survivor Series match one on five and I'd win. Kevin Nash, WCW. Chris Davey, what are your least favourite finishers and is it your band performing the podcast outro music? No, it's not the... Um, it's not that, no. Uh, without wanting to sound like too much of a shill, if you are a member of the Patreon, you can get access to the out, uh, the outro music to the podcast. It'll be in one of the threads. If you can't find it, just message me and I'll send it to you um least favorite finishes the aa just because it's been watered down so much i think john cena probably needs to and and the stfu just because it never looks like it hurts otherwise i i I think i didn't like the, the need to face that rollins was doing but he's back to doing the curb stop now so that's good braun everything he does is awesome i can't think of a finisher i don't like no no just yeah just just those two my man, Adam Pearson, if your character were to ever die, would he come back as a luchador? Don't be even posh. Who would, who would book that Who would book that story, Adam? That sounds ridiculous. Shout out to Miller Report fans. Dale Nickel. will you have my babies? I would do if I wanted kids, but I don't want kids. So, no, but if you ever do have babies, I will bless them. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Adam Rogers, Simon, if you were hired as a jobber to get squashed in a match to get someone over, who would you want to be squashed by? Damn it! I was about to say Braun Strowman, but you then say established names like Strowman don't count. In that case, Kurt Hawkins. Curt, I can be the man that Kurt Hawkins beats to get his losing streak over and his winning streak started. I love Kurt Hawkins. Said this on ups and downs this week. He's brilliant. Everyone go tweet him and tell him how awesome he is. Uh, so yeah I can do that and then I'm tied into a story as well even if I never get seen again at least I made an impact that's what it's all about Richard Cadman what is your opinion on the banning of drivers in the WWE a worthy precaution or unnecessarily cautious well as I get I said well at the start of a lot of these answers don't know why as a lot of people often tell me on Twitter they start by calling me a C-U-N-T and then tell me they think it's preposterous that I might have made a video for what culture I said I think health and safety is the most important thing of all of pro wrestling and we should just use fake blood Now, I would explain that, one, because you're getting hurt, it's not worth it, so that's why I'm fine with pile drivers being banned, I don't want to see anyone being hurt, I don't find it fun, although it is a cool mood, as the fake blood things come up, the way I've always seen it is like this, when you cut yourself, all the smart fans in the crowd will go, well, I mean, in this day and age, they'll question whether you quote unquote bladed, or whether it's fake, so they don't believe you, so you've bladed for no reason, because they are always going to question whether you did it or not. The other half, let's say, are casual fans, they don't know about blading, so they're just going to see blood and think it's real. So if if you use fake blood, all the smart fans are going to react to you regardless whether you cut your head open or not, because that's what we do. And casual fans don't know about that, so they just think you're bleeding. So just use fake blood, because that way you're protecting yourself. That's how I see it anyway. Uh, Richard Powell, favourite bald wrestler. Me. No. <laughs> That's a joke. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jose Martinez, good name. What would you do as a wrestler if you were in Roman's place in WWE? I do exactly what he's doing. He, I I get I understand all the uh, the Roman backlash, but he's he's like he's a science project. He's doing stuff that you know, no one has ever not ever done. That's probably that's probably a bit extreme, but he's he's going to be talked about forever. He's making loads of money. He does have a following in some areas. If I was a wrestler, I would just do what I was told by the company. I think one thing that I've learned from my 30-odd years experience on this earth is sometimes it's worth just playing the game. And in that sense, I think Roman's doing very well. That's, so. yeah, I I wouldn't change a thing if I was him. Maybe you can suggest things, but if they say no, would I take Roman's place right now? Of course I would. I think we all would. He's living the dream. Josh Tilbury, will we ever see the punt again? I don't think so. That seems to be worse than than the curb stomp. So I'll say no, but I liked it. Uh, and then two from my man, Charlie Esparza. Has WWE rested on its laurels lately because it feels like... Hang on. How had to be rub it because it Right, sorry, start again. Has WWE rested on its laurels lately? Take Backlash, for example, and all the money the bank rematches, they, it seems like they aren't trying or caring, so neither should the consumer. Thoughts? And do you recommend that if a person gets bored with current wrestling products, should they pursue wrestling as a career? Well, yeah, because doing wrestling is completely different to watching wrestling. If anything, it may spark your passion for it again. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't out of passion with it. Not a phrase, not a quote, not a sentence. But I loved I loved doing it, and I love watching it. And I always sort of act... In fact, I probably like it more now because I wrestle, so I now watch it in a different way. So, yeah, you should do it. I think you should do it anyway. Just try it. if you don't like it. At least you know. I I think WWE rests on its laurels during this period of the year because we're in the WrestleMania lull and then things will slowly pick up as we go back into SummerSlam. Uh, They shouldn't do that. You're right, sometimes it does feel like they don't care, so why should you? I say that all the time on ups and downs. That is bad. Um, But I guess that's the nature of the beast. It's cyclical and goes up and down. Nick Ams, I know you are still training for wrestling, and it's a constant process of development, but do you ever see yourself going off the turnbuckle for a high-flying maneuver? Is it something that interests you? Look, I'd do it if I could. I'd just be more worried about killing someone. So no, I probably won't. But you don't know what the situation's going to call for. If there's something I think I can do safely, and it's going to look good, and it's going to tie into the story, then yes, I'll do it. I'll never say no to anything other than the super, super crazy hardcore stuff. I know right now I've got a wound in the back of my head, so that seems a little bit hypocritical but I don't want light bulbs smashed it's just not me I would never do that and I am older than the average bear so I do have to be a bit smarter Uh, Lee Morris do you think WWE are reluctant to have massively overstars? they don't want another situation where performers can demand more money or no show like Ultimate Warrior I feel whenever anyone is becoming huge IG Elias and now perhaps Drew McIntyre WWE have them lose a couple of times to dim their stardom to keep them under control what are your thoughts on this I think there's a certain amount of truth to that In the sense, well, more so that we don't really have stars anymore and WWE is the star. The brand is the star. People go to WrestleMania and buy tickets for the experience. They don't really care who's on the card. So I do think there's a little bit of complacency by WWE. that thinks we don't need to push people. And yes, I'd imagine they are worried about that. Um, because it's happened time and time again. I mean, I think Brock Lesnar is the ultimate one. I think that's where it started. They put all the money and all the tools behind Brock Lesnar, and then he left. And it's like, right, well, we've just, you know, sunk finances and plans into you, and now you're not here anymore. What do you expect us to do? So I think that's where it started. Um, Under control, not necessarily. Like if somebody did blow up like Stone Cold Steve Austin, that helps everybody involved. So no, I don't think necessarily they're doing it that way. But I do think there's a mentality of let's keep an eye on it just in case, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't work out in the way that we necessarily want it to. And I do, I I think that I think that I did start with Brock Lesnar. But I don't think they should go all the way with that. Just because that's bad for the company. So yes and no. It's a yes and no situation. I don't think they've done anything like that to Drew McIntyre at the moment. And Elias is stuck in mid card. 50 50 booking i don't think that's them trying to keep him down that's just the wwa at the moment because they don't push people properly but that's a that's a different that's a different question entirely um and that's that that's all the questions There's a lot of this week thank you very much i appreciate um you sharing them all um dominion tomorrow obviously so make sure you come back and check out that podcast on tuesday then we'll wrap everything up on wednesday and then we'll do another q a on friday we'll do one after that talking about my third ever wrestling match, which again is happening on Newcastle on June 17th. I feel like Colt Cabana. Cabana, I can never say his name. You know, now, now I can hock my matches on my podcast. What a great world we live in. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, and if anybody ever can make it down to a match, let me know and, you know, I'll make sure I come out of the way to, to see you and say hello. I should be there. Well, I will be there before every match is doing the whole gimmick table nonsense. And yes, merchandise, I should have something to talk about next week or the week after that. Fingers crossed. And I'm getting 8 by 10s done because I'm a real wrestler now. <laughs> this is all on, on the advice of everybody else. I'll just, I'll just let you know. Uh, but thank you as always for listening. Again, join the Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Got about 1,100 members in there now, which is great. Uh, share the podcast be it on that reddit or twitter or facebook you know i'd love to blow the numbers up as big as we can youtube.com for the middle report rules for nonsense youtube videos rock react if you want to see me and my man john denton reacting to all kinds of music twitter at simon316 instagram simon316 bunch of dumb pictures on there and of course if you can support me in any way even a dollar it's simon De- no it's not it's patreon.com slash simon316 what is wrong with me my head still hurts it doesn't actually it's okay now got it all sorted out the other day the washing machine's going nuts now, too. So if you didn't hear it before, you probably, you probably can hear it now. So, yeah, loads of podcasts next week. Uh, make sure you check out the one from a couple of days ago. If you are a patron and you believe that you don't have a date for your podcast, make sure you drop me a line. I want to get everybody on. And, uh, yeah, that's it, really. Have a great weekend. If you listened to this over the weekend, I hope it's smashing it. Enjoy Enjoy Dominion. No other wrestling this week, I don't think. But just just have fun, and I'll talk to you again soon.